uh, without much ado, I'm going to kick start today's show and first introduce Karan. So Karan Singh, as a lot of you know, is uh, the man behind Sunborn Festival. So he's the CEO of Sunborn. He's also the chief operating officer at Percept uh, Life. Uh, Karan went to London School of Economics for his undergraduate degree, topped it up with uh, an MBA at the Harvard Business School, then spent three years working in investment banking, and then decided to work with his father um, at Percept. So he knew the family business was sort of laid out for him, but he sort of uh, segued his way through a little bit of professional experience. And I'm going to ask him a little bit about this uh, through the talk as well. Uh, more than his professional accolades, I just want to uh, say that I've known Karan personally since 2009 now. Karan was a batch younger than me at Harvard. And, uh, you know, just from knowing him these, this decade or more, I can just say that uh, he's one of the most approachable and reliable people. The minute I messaged him for this talk, he instantly messaged me back saying, of course, I'd love to do this. So, Karan, thanks for being this really adorable person. I know all your friends love you for this trait of yours. So, thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, our pleasure. So, Karan, let's kickstart this with your childhood. So, I, I love you know. I always feel like the way we sort of bloom into adults uh, has a lot to do with our childhoods, right? So, right. what was your childhood like? Like, what, what do you think made you who you are? Yeah, I think that um, you know, I I obviously grew up in Mumbai. You know, living in a joint family, um, went to school over here. Um, Percept has obviously been the been the family business. My father started it back in 1984. Um, so I've kind of grown up, you know, in the environment of this business, um, you know, events, celebrities, talent management, um, advertising, marketing, all of this has been a big part of my life growing up. I think one of the first big events that I, that I attended um, without obviously working on it, I remember back in the day, we, we did the Nokia New Year's Eve concert in Mumbai with uh, Nelly Furtado and A.R. Rahman and a lot of big artists. Right. And that was, that was such a cool experience that was, you know, even before the whole music festival industry in India existed. So, um, yeah, I guess that that was a big part of my childhood growing up. Probably somewhere, um, you know, I felt that uh, somewhere down the line, you know, I would love to be a part of it as well. Okay. So the, 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 the family business was something you're, you know, you, you, you grew into, but it was something you were also obviously interested in doing. Uh, Absolutely. Like a lot of young people who get stuck in, you know, so to speak, boring manufacturing businesses. You're, you're fortunate to have a dad who set up something as cool as like running live events. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, definitely. I think, um, you know, I mean, um, I've always felt that uh, what my dad was doing, what my uncle was doing, the family business was something that's so exciting. Like all my, obviously, you know, growing up, all, all my friends used to keep asking me about it. We were doing movies for a while as well. So it's always been pretty exciting to be on the side of this and obviously now to be in the thick of things as well. Okay. Yeah, Abhilash, I will get to your question about event management for sure. And Zidane, I will ask your question as well. We just, we just go through a little bit of the flow. So, okay, Karan, how did, uh, how did you think of, you know, you knew you had the family business. It was a legacy business. It was, it was sort of designed and meant for you. You still went yeah. ahead and went to the London School of Economics. You still pursued an MBA, uh, you know, which a lot of people perceive as things you do if you want to, uh, you know, move into your career progression, get promotions at jobs, etc., when it, with everything yeah. laid out for you, why why still go through uh, this sort of rigorous education that you did? Yeah, so I mean, you know, obviously the option to just join the family business was always there. And um, then I would have obviously learned so much on the job from my father, from the other people in the business, from working in the industry. But at the same time, we felt like, like you know, that there is a lot of merit 
in understanding different perspectives getting exposure in a different climate in a different environment to all sorts of different people from different walks of life and then you know kind of coming back um being able to think fresh being able to think outside the box um and you know then trying to apply those perspectives to the business and having a balanced approach where you are you know you are learning on the job you're learning from the people who've been doing this for the last 20 30 years and you have the best practices that they have to offer and that they've been working on but at the same time you probably come back with all of this new exposure new ideas some will work some will fail but that's a part of life um you know but there is a lot of merit to that um you know that's one of the reasons that that I got into investment banking as well after after college uh, I was working for 3 years with Ambit in Mumbai um you know doing boutique M&A deals again in the media and entertainment sector that itself like there's so much knowledge from my time there that I still use you know because that was actually my first steps to learning about the sector that I'm going to eventually be a part of and learning about that sector in an advisory role rather than actually working in my family business then after that obviously came the MBA um I think that was a you know people say but it's it's true that's a transformational experience I think you know um the person that I was at the end of the two years there was a completely different person like the kind of self confidence the kind of exposure that you get the kind of work ethic that it inculcates in you um you know new pres- new processes and ideologies the kind of people that you meet there the relationship that you develop stick with you um a lot of people just as you said think that that the MBA is best for people who want to say work in finance or work in consulting or related fields and be professionals and work their way up but you know it but at the same time it can also add so much for people who want to be entrepreneurs people who want to even come back and join their family businesses or who want to do or, or sorry or who want to just do their own thing um there's still so much that you can learn you know there were there were some of the courses that we did in HBS as I said some of the relationships that we made over there um which really stick with you throughout throughout time i don't think that anyone can put a value on it so I would definitely wholeheartedly recommend it and um as I said it was a really really great experience for me as well. Okay cool I mean I I echo your sentiment entirely right I spent uh, yeah. time working in finance like you uh I yeah. went to the private equity firm also covering education and that's what made me segue into education you know when you see it from the outside and you get this birds eye perspective on a sector it's very helpful exactly. to you know help you figure out okay so mm-hmm. you segue into event management and we have a a question here saying you know how do you get into event management abhilash pani asks so what do you think you know for for someone who doesn't have a legacy business set up uh, what do you think is the right way for an outsider to get into this sort of business uh see there are i mean there are uh, event training inst- uh, institutes in the country like emdi for example in mumbai is a big one um so you know typically we get a lot of uh, you know youngsters joining from there from from different backgrounds um you know people who studied business people who studied communication and um you know it's it's still a pretty small industry right so uh, event management in india you can probably you know count on your on your fingers the number of companies that are really doing it and doing it well um so you know it's a it's a pretty small industry but if you're passionate about it you know we really um you know there's no set um education or experience that that you have to come from you know if you have um you know the basic qualifications but more important than that the characteristics and the willingness um and the work at the work ethic i think that's more important you know it's a this it's an industry where most of it can be learned on the job it's a, it's a challenging yet a very rewarding um job as well so um 
yeah uh, you know and obviously i wanted to trust yeah. working at someone who was going to go uh, get a education so i have a question from radhika gupta she asked if i do want to get into event management what should i be studying like what courses should i take so would you recommend doing courses in management like what you know what sort of education would help yeah i look i studied management i think that it primed me pretty well and i think that management is a really good um gen- general course that that kind of prepares you not just for event management but for a lot of different jobs and event management as the name suggests is about making sure that a lot of pieces come together in an efficient manner to kind of pull off an event and a series of events after another so i would definitely recommend that okay uh, i have a question here from surbhi who says on what basis do you guys hire people uh, at percept you know what do you look for in your in your employees and i worked with your company for 3 months so i know you have a pretty high threshold for people yeah in general what do you look for you know when you're hiring people yeah see i mean we um in my in my business which is percept life we really try and hire a lot of young and passionate and enthusiastic people as well um you know like you know the average age of my team is is, is around 25 um 25 so, okay. yeah yeah so a lot of people for who their first job or their second job is with is with percept um you know so as i was saying earlier like more than about the experience it's it's about the the person having the right passion for the job having the right passion for the industry right because like obviously we are now what we're doing is 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 music right so um when someone is really passionate about the kind of music that they, that we do the kind of experiences that we put on i think that there's no substitute for that you know that's 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 a much better place to be than someone who's who's looking at it as a regular 9 to 5 job because that's exactly what is not mm-hmm. um and that pretty much everything else can be learned on the job okay so you look for, you're looking you said your number one criteria is passion for music huh yeah. the rest of it you can sort of teach them okay what do you have to say for people who you know who sort of feel like instead of going through uh, a company and working there you know we we hear a lot of young people actually say i'm just going to jump into entrepreneurship is that something yeah. you recommend where you just say you know just jump into it you and you'll just figure it out or is it better to go through some sort of training with another company like what's the right path for people no see in this particular industry which is um which is the the ip industry because we're in the business of creating ips like we created sunburn you know we're we're working on other ips we're working on international ips so this business actually requires a lot of capital in india as well um you know like um it's a it's a policy if if anyone who thinks that they can put on a new music festival and you know just kind of start making money from day one um it's very rare for that to happen So for that reason I would recommend for people to 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 actually work at a company like ours or any of the other companies in the space and get their experience go and go and actually be a part of of the event you know I mean I was attending Sunburn for uh, what for 4 or 5 years before I actually joined the business and when you join the business and you learn about how these events actually happen and take place then then you realize what are the hundreds of things that need to go right in order to make one event happen Or so uh all the one thing that could go wrong right it, it because it's also like this industry it's not like another industry for example where if you have a project and if you, <clears throat> and if things are not going on track you 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 know you may have the have the option of delaying the project delaying the start date over your your event is going to happen on the 27th 28th and 29th of december whether you're ready on that date or not the gates are probably going to open and the event is going to happen and and if you're not ready you're going to end up having a bad event but you but you know it's very rare that that, that you'll actually be like Oh, I'm just going to postpone the event because I'm not ready. So, sure. you know, so so from that point of view, attention to detail, um, 
you know being able to multitask being able, being able to work under immense pressure all of these things are really important and many of these things come with experience so yeah. i would definitely recommend for anyone who wants to even some day start their own festival or create their own intellectual property in this space you know come and get the work experience learn how things work really just dive into the work dive into the industry and then you know figure out what's right for you okay so so since you recommend actually working for an organization like yours or not i have a question from rishabh agarwal who says i've worked with people from uh, several management companies how would percept differ from them so yeah he's just asking like how how is your company different from other event management companies so i mean i think that we were one of the first people in the space to actually go to actually embark on the journey of creating our own intellectual properties because most of the event management companies essentially specialize in doing corporate events doing weddings um doing events for other brands doing conferences stuff like that which is something that obviously we do as well and we have a very big business in you know in that in that space too but we were one of the first companies that actually you know took that leap of faith to creating our own properties sunburn was the first one we have bolly boom now as well which is in the space of bollywood uh, music um and that's a whole different journey because then you're you're taking care of course of the event execution of the programming of the creative of the licensing but also of the venue of sponsorship the cash flows the finances the artists um you know selling tickets the the pricing all of those things so 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 there's just you know another um you know 10 or 15 important things that you have to look at and consider to actually be able to create your own property you also have to have to have a long term view there'll be many decisions that you'll have to take which are um you know which will be taken with the uh, bearing in mind growing the property and the brand for the long term but may not necessarily uh, financially benefit you in the short term okay so you know so 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 the whole journey of creating your your own ip is very different from the regular event management journey and i think that we were one of the first companies to embark on that um over the last since 2007 over the last uh, 13 years you know we've actually created a lot of expertise in this space we've actually created like the whole way of um modeling the business um a lot of the things have actually been created in house you know by us obviously now there are other companies doing it as well so i think that that's what sets us apart you know that 13 14 years of experience in creating ips not just in event management i don't think that any other company in the in the country obviously has that okay absolutely i completely concur i, I mean you guys have created something really world class um it's become a draw for people to you know travel all the way to india for so i think you you know you just done a fab job on that note a lot of people i have amit uh, angara asking yeah. uh a couple of people just asking about you know they are so curious to know is sunborn 2020 happening when is it happening i have arthavas asking due to the pandemic what is the current status mm. of you know just sunborn and also just live concerts in general right what's what's your take on this like what what do you yeah. think see i mean obviously right now everything is on hold i think that everybody knows that the entire country is on hold right now um in the in the meanwhile if anyone who's interested we've been doing daily streams from the sunborn platforms so we're calling it sunburn at home we're doing daily streams with a lot of good artists from around the world who are kind of tuning in and you know streaming sets from their houses from their personal studios that's been really cool i think that you know we've had over 100000 people tuning in on a daily basis uh, to watch that so that's been something that's kind of kept us going at this time um but obviously i think that um, you know sunburn our main festival always happens in the end of december december 20 and those are typically typically the dates our main season is from october to march that's when we do most of the events so we're all hopeful that that you know before then 
things would be back to normal and we'll be able to plan and execute a season as we normally do um we're definitely already planning for sunburn festival to take place in goa again this year um you know um are you, have you already of, spoken to your artists and sponsors and is it sort of everything yeah yeah planned? we've been yeah we've been in touch with a lot of people obviously everybody's really supportive you know most of them have been working with us for several years you know it's not that uh, that that you know they don't know sunburn they don't know what we do so everybody's really supportive every so and um, yeah and that you know we can have an amazing festival at the end of december and go off from with people from all over the country and all over the world attending okay uh, jerry i hope that us answers your question um uh, just in general do you think you know some we had uh, this question had come up before also do you think people can monetize digital concerts like do you think it's something from an event management perspective you guys are going to consider doing i think i think yes uh, see it definitely is possible i think that uh, right now um you know with the with the situation of the pandemic a lot of people are experimenting with it and even for us you know we've i think that we've been doing it for about for over 3 weeks already we've we've i think we've done more than 40 50 artists but oh, for wow. us right now right now it's more about just keeping it open to as many people as possible right because everybody stuck at home everybody's in the same situation um you know everybody needs something to do we just want to give them you know one extra platform or one extra form of entertainment so right now is definitely not the right time to monetize it but in the future it could definitely be a very interesting option okay so right now no one's looking at monetize like you don't see currently people moving to monetizing this no not okay. not at the moment i'd be very interested in the audience like uh, if you could just answer in yes or no would you pay for an online concert would you pay as little as like you know 200 rupees for an online concert if if the answer is yes just put a yes out there so that karan and i both get some sort of indication uh from the audience i will then move on to the next question i have a question from himangshu yeah. uh, who asked about you know how much does an artist charge per event okay this is something you know karan we spoke about also if you could just run us through like what is the pnl look like the profit and loss statement of an event yeah. for anyone looking yeah. to get into this career What are some of the yeah. revenue items, and what are some of the expense items? See, and on the expense that, that answers your question. Yeah, on the expense side, the main costs are the content and the production. So the content is obviously the programming, the artists. Um, you know, in the festival, we try and like any festival, you'll have a few big headliners who are like we try and make sure that um, that we have all the genres covered we have fresh artists who have not been to the country before we have the best top indian and domestic talent um, you know at sunburn we have a total of five stages and and over 100 artists playing wow. so you know that's the whole content bit of it and then the production obviously is the entire on ground setup so the staging the the technicals the sfx the creative the experience for people the security you know all of that goes into the production apart from that the other costs are typically the marketing which obviously is a very important part of any festival as well reaching out to people you know on digital platforms on offline platforms etc um then you know venues um logistics so there are smaller cost items like that on the revenue side that's where things obviously get more interesting so just um, in, in terms of the expenses the largest expenses the the artist cost yeah i would say it's about maybe you know 40 to 50% on the artist cost another 30 to 40% on the production and and another 20 to 30% for all the other things that that okay. I just mentioned. Okay, cool. <clears throat> and on the revenue side, um so that's where India is still pretty unique. 
because in india is still more of a 50 50 or a 60 40 split between ticketing and sponsorship whereas in most of the other countries like in the west it's going to be about 80 to 90% on ticketing um you know but but here sponsorship still plays a very big role um you know for brands obviously events and brands like sunburn are a great way of reaching out to the youth across the country that's one of the reasons that that we've you know grown sunburn into a platform that is relevant 365 days around the year you know we do events all over we do college events where we go and take we take over college festivals um you know we did over 80 of them last year totally we do over 150 events across the course of the year um we are also very relevant on the social media platforms putting on a lot of content throughout the year so all of this makes us more and more relevant to the brands who want to reach out to the youth across the country um you know that's the sponsorship piece of it and then obviously ticketing is a large part of it they're getting your strategy right in terms of the pricing the different categories your vips your vvips all that's really important because you need you know you have to try and make sure that you're monetizing to the full extent possible and then the uh, then um, you know food and beverage is probably like maybe 10% so that's the smallest part of the revenue okay so it is still sponsors huh? so number one is still sponsors corporate yeah, sponsors. sponsorship and ticketing are, are both like you know at a similar level in india okay uh, thank you for sharing the the cost economics i was always very curious about that we have a question here from sandhya shetty who says since travel and live events are hit big time so this is something you know to do mm. with covid again uh, do you think virtual mm. experiences like live 3d modes is the future and is percept looking at anything in the live 3d space no live 3d would be would be would be definitely very interesting we haven't yet looked at it um but definitely something that we would like to do um you know like you do see uh interesting stuff happening all the time you know like for example um you know there are um there are concerts happening within the fortnite game fortnite obviously is a massive game that is played by millions of people across the world mm-hmm. um you know even this dj called marshmallow did a concert within fortnite so you know there is a there is a lot of potential for merging of different worlds to happen whether that is gaming for example or that is online content um you know music and obviously have you guys fused any content into video games so far no we haven't no no we haven't yet done that but again that's something that's interesting and you know a lot of this i think that right now is a good time to explore all of these new avenues you know we are working on working on like something different which is which is more of a sunburn loyalty program which we're going to be launching soon um you know but generally now is obviously a very good time to look at different ways of delivering experiences and content to people yeah hmm. okay question from amit angara uh, who's saying that you know will you be exploring other cities like smaller cities other than mumbai delhi hyderabad and bangalore saying that uh, other cities people always want big artists to perform in smaller cities so is that something yeah that absolutely absolutely i think that you know again we are we have been trying to make a conscious effort of doing that you know like hyderabad didn't really get too many concerts until we took afrojack there a few years ago and now it's become one of the biggest uh, you know concert markets in india we you know we we went to calcutta as well we went to pune last year we had a massive show in pune um, a couple of months ago um, you know we did a big show in cochin last year as well so i think that we're always on the lookout for um, for for going to going to going to new places you know i always say that one of my aspirations is that in a few years you know, like like when i see an artist launching their us tour with 40 dates 50 dates they're spending 3 months in that market going on a bus from one city to another playing massive sold out shows and aspiration is for that to happen in india you know like 
it's such it's a, it's a huge country it's obviously one of the biggest countries in the world um so there's no reason why artists should come here and only play three or four or even five or six markets you know like in the future i'm hopeful that um that we'll see artists coming and playing a lot more markets and we are definitely very very keen to play a big role in that okay awesome i i amit angara i hope that answered your question um question from stella who says what changes have you brought to percept uh, in your personal capacity okay that's an interesting question since you've joined percept uh, as a next generation what have you have you mm-hmm. done differently so um you know i jo- i joined back in 2011 at that time we were doing we were doing sunburn in goa once a year in december the whole team would come together work on it for four or five months pull off an amazing festival um you know so then when i came in um it was a joint decision between my dad and me and my uncle to focus purely on sunburn and really see where we can take the brand how we can professionalize it how we can grow it how we can expand it bring in people to work on it exclusively um you know so that's when we started coming up with new formats like sunburn arena sunburn campus we took we actually took the brand to different locations to different cities um i think that um professionalizing the entire experience putting uh, putting a format down to it so that we could actually do so many events like today we as i said we do over 150 events it's not possible for my team to be there to execute every single event there are so many events that are that are actually licensed out to promoters to colleges to do so just putting a format to the entire thing making sure that a sunburn experience is consistent whether it is happening in a college in raipur or it is like a big event that we are doing in you know in the heart of mumbai um apart from that i think that that using data and really kind of you know making it a uh, a business that relies more on research on data um that's something that you know i've really tried to do um and in this business there'll always be an element of trusting your gut and your instinct and going with that as well but i've really tried to try to you know inculcate a balanced approach of um looking at research we we have a survey like right now we do a survey of 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 our fans every year with over 10000 people answering which actually you know is a pretty decent sample size um you know so we actually do mine a lot of data to try and make the right decisions in terms of programming experiences timing locations all of that you know okay. um so i think those are those are a couple of things that i have at least tried to you know um add to since joining the company okay wow so you have really bought in a lot of theoretical concepts modeling uh, excel statistics all of that to you know what seemingly seems like just a fun event uh, business on the uh, on the outside clearly a lot of data and analysis is going on in the inside so I, that's a very yeah, good thing absolutely uh someone called uh, so himanshu says he would help want to try and help you organize sunburn and some people were saying they'd like to reach out and work with you is there an email address or something you'd like to share where people can reach out to you for internships and experiences etc yeah yeah they can they can they can email me i'll drop my email in the chat box over here and then um, you know i'll definitely pass it on to the relevant people in my team okay abhilash pani uh, vedant joshi says his internship at persephone seven once was an exp- amazing experience and thank you for it so just a thank you to you Karan. thank you that's great to you hope you're doing well okay i have another question here uh yeah he says abhilash how do you apply for these kind of jobs i i current will be sharing current you want to just call out your email address just just so that people can write it yeah out. it's current.thing@perceptindia.in okay uh we have a question here from priniti parch uh, some photography what things changed after jd left i am not sure who jd is is there someone from the inside 
yeah he was uh, he was a guy who worked with us for a very long time i think that after me he was the longest serving uh, employee of the sunburn team so yeah he had a he had a long stint with us which was great for um for both us and for him and he moved on last year he moved to another company as i said a lot of people you know join us they spend a good a good few years with us and then they move on sometimes to different industries as well yeah okay i have a question here from rohit patel um post corona do you think this will be a boom or bust situation um it could be a boom because of the lockdown brands need you know other forms of marketing so do you do you see anything and you see an upside to corona by any, in, in any way yeah no i i mean i definitely think um you know that eventually things will return to normal but but i do feel that it will take some time um <clears throat> so you know but like obviously we're not in a hurry you know we are we are here we're waiting for things to stabilize things to normalize we're waiting to be able to deliver you know the best sunburn experience again for our fans and to welcome people from all over um as i said we we have been in touch with our brand partners they're all incredibly supportive you know everybody um you know they are they are they are definitely going to stay with us and they continue to work with us um you know so even if it means doing a few lesser events this year but you know we're going to make sure that we're back and that you know and that we're back delivering the best possible experience for people across okay. the country a couple of them ask me to just repeat the email address radhika singh please repeat the email could you do it's that karan.singh at perceptindia.in okay guys it's karan.singh s i n g h at perceptindia.in a uh, couple of people asking about nikhil chinappa this seems to be like a boring question it's come up five or six times in the chat so i'm just compelled to ask you this so yeah, yeah. asking like you know how are you going to do this without nikhil chinappa like what's what's your take on this i mean we've been doing it without him for a long time already obviously he was a he was a very very key part of sunburn and he was a partner for the first few years and then he moved on and it's you know it's already been pretty well documented about everything that uh, that happened then um and he's working with viacom now as well as with a couple of other, on a couple of other things we're all friends you know we all see each other from time to time at conferences or at other events across but obviously we have our own team um who's also very very experienced and uh, yeah i mean we've been we've been doing this for a while so i think we'll be fine people come and go right like the property yeah. continue to live on and thrive in fact absolutely um, so i have a question here from josh kruner who says what do you think prospects are for non edm live music uh, in india and the world in general do you see edm taking over or is there still scope for other genres like indie folk fusion etc that's a great question yeah no there is there is huge scope like you know edm has been at the forefront of the music festival scene in india definitely and i think that we were fortunate enough to focus on edm back in the day when it was really blowing up and edm lends itself well, well to india because you know um the music for the most part doesn't have a particular language and therefore people from all over india can really enjoy it it's also a type of music that has a lot of energy in it which again appeals a lot to the young people of india but uh, yeah but you know that being said many different genres of live such as pop hip hop rap r&b indie have been doing well um and you know have been have been coming to the fore more and more we've also been experimenting with a bit of live stuff in sunburn we did a we did a really really nice two city tour with wiz khalifa last year which went very very well that was well received in mumbai and delhi both the shows were sold out um you know so whenever we've dabbled in the non edm space the response has definitely been very encouraging and um 
And you have this Bollywood property as well, no? You do that Bollywood. We have a Bollywood property as well called Bolly Boom, which has been doing really well. We've been doing tours with Guru Randhava, with uh, Diljit Dosanjh recently. Again, those tours have been doing really well. Um, we've actually been doing a doing, doing some Bolly Boom shows in Dubai as well. So that's actually you know a property that can be um, exported to other countries with a large Indian diaspora. So um, I think it's you know uh, obviously once things. stabilize it's a very good time for the space in general for music concerts for live experiences people are definitely hungry for more and more and there's there's more than enough space for a lot of different genres to flourish okay i have a question from raji fodar um seems actually it's a very interesting question so from an ip perspective right you spoke about how you guys have created these ips how do you manage yeah. uh, against theft of ideas of your successful properties you know once you come up with these concepts someone comes along and steals your concept so how do you how do you manage that no there's no way of managing it so end of the day um you know it's just something that you have to deal with you know because uh, you can obviously you can try your best to protect your relationships you know you can the best way is to just build strong relationships with all your key stakeholders like your artists your partners your sponsors your brands your venues so that even if somebody else comes along with the same idea they will remain loyal to you I think that's the best way. There's no way of legally, you know, uh, guarding it or anything like that. You know, so that the best way is through is is just through your relationships. And but even then, you have to be prepared that every time that you do something well, um, you know, like when we when we introduced a new pricing model for concerts in India, which did really well, it was a huge success. You know, immediately after that, other other companies started following suit. So at end of the day. if you're doing something well you have to be prepared that 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 there'll be people who will try and replicate uh, similar models and you just have to try to remain one step ahead of the game okay i also think it's just it's a matter of execution right like even if someone steals your concept you know the way you guys execute something it's i always feel like it's absolutely. you know it's just the actual running through of the show and not the ideas no much. absolutely that's a that's a very good point because what happens is that a lot of the people who are just entering the space or maybe not not doing it for the right reasons they tend to cut corners and make compromises you know especially when things are not going as as per how they may have imagined or planned sure. um but from day one we've always been about not making those compromises making sure that we're delivering the best possible seamless experience and deliver, delivering a world class experience in india and we've had to take many financial hits along the way for that but we've always kept that at, at kept that at the back of our mind because we wanted to make sure that the brand sunburn is something that stands for that level of execution and quality you know and that's been a key uh reason of where we are today cool. I, 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 along the same lines i have a question from atharva who says uh, one thing that makes sunborn different from other festivals or other concerts in india is anything anything there anything in addition to the execution you want to add yeah no again i would i would talk about um, you know the the whole experience right like the whole experience from the moment that you enter the festival you know getting into the festival all the different stages all the different experiences you know we we haven't only been about putting up a massive stage sound and lights you know we always try to have creative stage designs the whole dance temple design that we came up with for sunburn from years ago is still re- remembered and revered by fans you know that's the reason why so many of the artists who've played many bigger festivals across the world probably they still rate sunburn in the top 3 or top top 5 festivals that they've always played you know they're still more than happy to come back because of the overall experience and the vibe that we deliver and that's obviously something that's not easy to replicate hmm uh okay i otherwise i hope that answered your question 
just have a yeah okay i have a question here from raju shetty who says any plans of getting into live music scene like supersonic yeah no as i said that uh, we have been dabbling in the live space um, you know we did this tour with wiz khalifa last year we did a show with tiger we you know we are clean banded performing at sunburn i think that going forward you will see us doing more and more in the live space but at the same time edm and electronic music will remain um as the okay. main focus and the focus of the festival for sure okay i have uh, i have a question from ankush barua who says he wants to get a little sneak preview into the lineup for 2020 so he's like can you share a little bit of a little hint of sunborn 2020 lineup no at this point it's too early to say um but but as i was saying we're going to be launching a sunborn loyalty program soon so definitely sign up for that that'll be the best way to get the updates before anyone else okay you're setting up a, you, you you want to share a little bit about your loyalty program that's coming up yeah it's um you know it's going to be launched in the next couple of weeks and um you know it's we thought that now is the best time to do it uh, because obviously it's going to be off season nothing happening for a while but when we come back we want to come back with a lot of events so um, you know just like it's going to be um, a loyalty program wherein you just you pay a little bit to be a part of the exclusive sunburn club and then you get a whole host of benefits including free tickets to any shows of your choice um you know discounts merchandise information before anyone else and then it's going to be like an annual uh, kind of model so the more that you attend sunburn events the more rewards and benefits that you get which is something that i think has been at the back of our mind for many many years but we for whatever reason we didn't get around to it yet so we just thought that now is the best time Okay, Ankush, I hope that answered your question, and and Zidane Khan, I hope that answered your question about how to get free tickets. You could probably sign up for the loyalty program. Uh, I have a question slash comment slash complaint from Rohit Patel, who says he was two kilometers away from the venue at five forty-five p.m. and he reached the Sanborn venue at eight fifteen p.m. Any new traffic plan for the upcoming years? No, you know um, what happens is that <clears throat> most of our events that we do in the cities. don't have these issues because the obviously the roads the, the the infrastructure is used to handling this this kind of traffic what happens in goa at the end of december is that just the sheer volume of people and cars and bikes in the road is just absolutely unreal so the only thing that we can advise people is just to come early enjoy the festival um you know people who people who kind of come at 4 or 5 pm have gotten in absolutely fine and so there's just that peak hour in the evening and what we've done for that is that we actually start the festival earlier we have a lot of um, gourmet and cool food experiences we had an entire one stage that was done in a hangar this year so that even in the day you know people could come there be in the shade and enjoy the music so so there's a lot that we've been doing from our side to try and encourage people to come early and i think for anyone who's listening that's you know literally that's that's the best thing to do Do you guys work with the government to see if they are able to facilitate for you? Yeah, yeah of course, no, no. We do work. We do work with the government. There's a lot of traffic plans that are put into place at that time. Roads are made one way. Um, you know, there are designated parking areas to make sure that people don't just park on the road outside the festival. So all of that is done, absolutely. But um, but you know, beyond that, obviously, just with the sheer number of people who are coming and attending the festival, yeah. there's always going to be a bit of a, you know, gridlock in those peak hours. The so. lanes in Goa are really narrow, so I can just imagine. Exactly. The- yeah. Uh, I have another question here from Rajiv Podar. Okay, this is also a very interesting question. He asks, like, since Percept uh, also does ads, and then you have the movie business, and then you have the events business. Personally, which business do you think is the future of the company? And uh, would you also commercially, you know, what do you think is is the most viable? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that I obviously I'm going to be biased, but I'm going to say that the intellectual property part of the business is the future because that's where you are owning your own asset, you're owning your own property, which you can build and develop, and there's and there's going to be a valuation to that, right? Um, but at the same time, the services part of the business, which is the marketing, the communication, the activations, that's that's that that's really important as well because um, you know that's what kind of keeps the ball rolling. You you have clients, you have regular work. Um, you know, you make a certain percentage or a certain margin on every job that you do, and also that that kind of also enables us to build a lot of new relationships through that through that business, which you can then leverage for our other businesses as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rajiv, I hope that answered your question. I uh, have a question here from Radhika saying, does Percept plan to launch any event management courses uh, like Wiscraft did? Any anything in that space? Are you plan to go into education as well? no plans right now but that could be interesting we um we have been working on on uh, something for dj's from sunburn um so that that would be also in the education space but obviously not event management per se okay uh, radhika as we spoke about earlier like you know doing a formal course in event management would be great but if you just generally get a degree in management like a masters in management or an mba like uh, both karan and me have you would be pretty well positioned to enter the industry as well going to take another question from ankush barua why sunburn arenas in delhi are always held in ncr okay so why do you do them in ncr and not in delhi proper is it because of the licensing i think that um, you know yeah we, we've been doing events in gurgaon for the last couple of years and things have been going very smooth there um you know and uh, we have we have great venues that we've been working with there we've been doing the events at backyard you know it's a great venue is very easily accessible by the metro as well a lot of delhi people are used are kind of used to traveling to gurgaon on a daily basis now so i think that has been working so well that we just don't don't really see any reason to you know change it right now okay uh, ankush i hope that answered your question i'll take last one or two questions karan and let you go a question from shloka mehta who says Uh, what is sunburn's vision in terms of consumer experience is anything you're thinking of differently this year yeah we are see we are always looking at ways to enhance the to to enhance the experience i think that for the last few years we've been more focused on the stage experience the music the content the programming i think that going forward we're also going to be putting a lot of emphasis on the actual consumer experience in terms of ticketing you know technology food and beverages merchandise getting in and getting out uh, uh traffic as somebody mentioned so all of those logistical hassles that can kind of take away from somebody's experience we want to really also focus on ensuring that that becomes more smooth mm-hmm. using technology where we can to add value um you know like for example if you have the sunburn club card then is there a way that 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 you can just use the same card at every event and not yeah. have to go and you know uh, buy a new card to just you know purchase food and drinks every single time So, so, so there are all these little things that we that we are working on to try and enhance the experience. Obviously, in addition to again making sure that we deliver a fantastic stage programming content and all of that as well. Okay, I I like that approach. So you're you're trying to smoothen out the existing experience, and that obviously yeah. would enhance the consumer experience. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I have a question from you, Kariwala. How do you evaluate the market for your shows? Like, huh? That's a good question. So, how do you decide which cities to host in, and you know, how do you how do you decide the money yeah. uh, situation for every city? See, as I was saying earlier, we have different formats of sunburn, and uh, you know, so the sunburn arena are the biggest shows, sunburn reload are the smaller shows, then we have the club shows and everything. 
So what we do is that we are always doing the smaller shows in many many markets across the country, and then as soon as we identify some market, like I was saying that that you know that that we did a big show in Cochin last year, and that's because for the smaller shows the response that we were getting in that market was very very encouraging. We were getting to see three four thousand people you know coming out for those shows, so that really encouraged us to kind of go out and uh, host a larger show there and look at doing a show with seven eight nine thousand people. Mm. So I think that you know uh, just just by Working with promoters across the country, doing shows, going to colleges, doing shows over there, we're just gathering so much data through that process in terms of how big each market is. Which doesn't mean that 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 you obviously won't go wrong. You know, you'll still end up doing shows in some markets and maybe overestimating the size of the market. But at least you'll be able to be a little closer in terms of you know what the reality is. Okay, okay, that's that's actually very helpful. So it's it's sort of like a MVP. You run like a, a smaller festival, see how that works. If you get good feedback, yeah. then you sort of scale it up. Okay, that's smartly exactly. done. Uh, okay, I hope Kariwala, uh, Amit Angara, Ankush Bora, Radhika, Rajiv, Shloka. I hope all these answers have helped Rohit Patel. Let's take one last question or so. How to organize Sunburn Reload? How do you organize Sunburn Reload? Yeah, so reload is the tier is the format that we do in tier two cities. So just send me an email. There are there are two people from my team who completely focus only on reloads, and I'll connect you with them. And okay. we do reloads all over the country. We did I think thirty plus of these last year. So yeah. Okay, Himanshu, you seem really interested in this space. Definitely do reach out to Karan. Question from Mister Photographer: uh, Which was which which one has been your biggest show to date? Our biggest show in terms of. Um, The arenas. The number of people was Martin Garrix in Mumbai, where we did fifty-two thousand people at the race course wow. in two thousand and seventeen. That wow. was our biggest show. I think that's oh. also the largest ticketed show to happen in India. I remember that show. I live very close to the race course, and all the road yeah. crew, uh, and from our house, we walked that day. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, I have a question to ask. You know, just personally, it hasn't come up in the chat, but it's something I've, I've been wondering about. Do you do you have any opportunities you feel like you missed over the last decade where you're like, damn, you know, we should have done this thing? Of course, there's so many opportunities that you always end up missing. You know, I mean, um, just off the cuff, you know, we had an opportunity to bring Calvin Harris to Sunburn Goa many, many, many years ago. Um, you know, literally, I think there was an email from the agent saying, you know, he's about to drop this track with Rihanna, which is going to be really big, and you should book him right now. And then we didn't. And then I think for the last five years we've been just trying to book him and then not being able to. So, you know, just like this, there's so many opportunities that come and go. Um, there's always going to be missed opportunities, but hopefully there are there are there are also for that you know be many other opportunities that you can go back to and make them happen. Okay, uh, I'm going to ask this question because the northeast in India always feels like it's neglected, and I've traveled extensively to the northeast. I absolutely love being there, so I'm going to take this question. Uh, do you guys have any plans of doing anything in the northeast, like N87 in Shillong, uh, considering the number of fans in that region? Yeah, definitely. You know, we've been trying to do a big Sunburn Arena in Shillong or Guwahati for a long time. Um, we just haven't been able to find the right set of partners and venues yet. But I'm really hopeful that uh, that this year we'll be able to make it happen. Okay, I hope that answers your question, Ankush. I have a DJ missed official who says he's made his artist profile to you or team a while back, but he hasn't got any reply. Okay. Okay, uh, we'll look into all that. Don't worry. He look into it. He's also been very generous and shared his email address here in the chat. So if you just go and swipe up to the chat, you can find it. 
last question from Sandhya Shetty who says, Percept has been around for a long time and Solomon is, a, is big and he has never come to India. Are you going to bring Solomon? Yeah, I think that, you know, um, we just launched a new sub-brand called, called Solaris last year, which is in the techno and underground space. We had Maceo Plex play Sunburn. He's one of the biggest artists in the space. Um, so hopefully over the next couple of years, now with the launch of Solaris, you you will see us making an effort to bring down some of the biggest names in the underground space as well. Okay, Sandhya, I hope that answers your question. Are you doing Swedish House Mafia this year? Well, Swedish House, Swedish House Mafia was also one of the biggest concerts that we've ever done. We did the one last tour with them in 2012. Um, that was like literally the first big shows that happened in India. Um, yeah, obviously now, you know, they, they are on the way to reuniting and, um, you know, so you never know. Hopefully someday we can bring them back to India, which would be pretty epic for sure. Okay, awesome. Guys, I know the questions are going to go on and I have to let Karan go. I requested 30 minutes of his time. It's been uh, almost an hour. So Karan, thank you so much. This is amazing. I, I'm sure a lot of the uh, audience has learned many things. I, for myself, can speak that I've learned lots of things about event management. And uh, as usual, you've been fabulous. So thank you so much. Guys, this uh, transcript will be available on my stories for the next uh, 24 hours. So if you, if you came on late, then you can watch it there. We're also going to be sharing the entire video on YouTube. Karan, you want to say something before you sign off? Yeah, listen, thanks so much for having me. This has been great. Um, you know, even what you guys are doing, I, I, I know that we spoke briefly about my business school experience earlier, which, um, you know, which for those people who have kind of tuned in later was really a transformative and a very, very positive experience for me. It, it, it really played a huge role in, uh, you know, in me getting where I am today. Um, so, you know, obviously, like what you guys are doing as well at Reach Ivy, I think is very, very helpful. I remember at that time, um, you know, I had two friends, one in Wharton at the time and one who had graduated from HBS who were guiding me through the entire process because it can be quite challenging to figure out what's best for you, you know, timing, um, you know, courses, how to just navigate the entire process. Um, you know, so I think that what you guys are doing, especially since you've kind of lived through it and come back as well, it's great in terms of just guiding people to make the right decisions. Um, and yeah, I was really, really happy with my experience there. So we we'll definitely recommend that, that, that to everyone watching. And if you have any more questions or want to get in touch with me regarding Sunburn or Percept, then please feel free to. Okay, thanks so much, Karan. And guys, uh, our next guest is uh, Anupama Chopra. Uh, on Friday, 1st of May, I know it's uh, it's Maharashtra Day, it's Labor Day. So even if you guys are working from home, this is an actual holiday. So 5.30 on Friday, she's going to obviously talk about uh, the career of being a film critic, which again is a super duper exciting career to take on. So thanks again, guys. We're going to let Karan go and we're going to sign off. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Karan, See you. Thanks. Bye.